guys, welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I am your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. Today's episode of the Twiniversity podcast is brought to you by our friends at Cybex. Are you expecting twins? While you're shopping for your twins' baby registry, be sure to check out the Cybex Aton M Infant Seat with SafeLock Base. The seat is one of the lightest on the market, coming in at 10.9 pounds, which makes a huge difference when you're carrying two. The new SafeLock Base features an anti-rebound design and a load leg for additional safety while your twins ride comfortably in their car seats. Together with the telescopic linear side impact protection system and the energy absorbing shell, you could rest assured that your twins are as safe as could be when you hit the road. For more information on the Cybex Aton M infant car seat, visit our friends at cybex-online.com. Hello, welcome back to another episode of our Twiniversity podcast. Uh, I am Natalie Diaz and I am here today with a very special guest. All of our guests are special. And every time I always say, but this is the most special guest. <laughs> well, this time I mean it. My grandfather used to do that all the time. He'd be like, you're my favorite grandchild. And then he'd tell the same thing to my sister. So I say that to everybody. But Jane, so today we're talking to Jane Goodrich. Jane is number one, a twin. So there we go. There's her first qualification. Our second qualification is she is a absolutely extraordinary photographer. Okay. Third qualification is she is the author of a book that you are going to love and get ready for its name because the book is called Capturing Everyday Life. But then I wanted to describe it to you, which is on the cover. It's the no-nonsense, cheese-free, read-while-they-nap, Easy as pie guide to taking top notch world class photos of your kids. So she is an exquisite author and she works with so many of our Twiniversity families. She is here in the tri state area in the New York region and she does a lot of pregnancy portraits. She does newborn, she does toddler. She's been taking me, the Diaz duos, pictures for years and years and years. And what I, when I knew that I loved her, was when the kids were younger and they were like, Ugh, I don't want to take pictures, blah, 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 blah. Jane came to my house, set up an entire studio in my house and took pictures that I could not freaking believe that she got my kids to take. The way that she related to my children and my family was what just made her part of my Twiniversity team since, since I met her that day. So without further ado... Jane, oh, wait, and she's also a mama of a super sweet little girl who hates to wear jackets without a sweater. So here she is. Welcome, Jane. Thank you, Natalie. Jane. And I love your kids, too. Um, I feel like I actually relate to better to children than I do to adults. So I'm just a, basically a big kid. You and are. we have fun on our shoots. So I, I love your kids. And I actually love all of your university clients. I think that they have they're set up for success from you and then they're very well prepared even for my shoot. I absolutely adore any client that um, has taken your class. So I recommend it to anybody. Yay. <laughs> with twins. 
Amen. That's- we're we're the needle in the haystack. But I always I send everybody to Jane because I know she'll do a good job. It's like you know we get a lot of um, we get a lot of emails from a lot of photographers that are always like we would love to partner with you. Blah 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 blah. And I do. I want to partner with everybody. I would love to. But there's like I know Jane's gonna do it right. And I it's you know taking pictures. You don't get do overs. That's like my big thing. Like you don't get a newborn photo shoot do over. You need to get it right on the first time. So today we are going to talk about something very serious. Photography. It's a very serious topic. But where I really want to focus on smartphone uh, photography. Most of us nowadays, I mean, I don't even know anybody. Like I have a few cameras because I'm nuts. But I know most people don't even have a camera anymore. They strictly depend on the camera from their phone. So Jane, like, let's just kick it off. Like, tell us a little bit about like how you've noticed that things are changing when it comes to the world of, of kid photography and parents. So I will say quite a few people do have, you know, the DSLR big camera, but it never gets taken out of their box because usually people get it when they have a baby and, you know, that comes with an instruction manual and kids don't. So it tends to sit in the box with a lot of guilt and, you know, there's a, they will eventually be open probably when the kids are in college um, and then they'll be outdated. We'll all be doing holograms by then. Kidding. Um, but the smartphone, what I like about it is it's, it's always there. And I have gone, I have a million cameras and I was like trying to get a compact one that's easier to carry than my DSLR. And, the, you know, the, the phone cameras now do a fantastic job. There's, you know, the iPhone, you know, portrait mode, all of the ones that are just definitely becoming a camera but with a phone versus a phone with a camera. Mm-hmm. And it, it can take amazing pictures. Um, it's just you kind of have to know how to use it and when to use it. I have a lot of people come to me and they're frustrated, but there are a few good tips to use the smartphones. Um what I would say is we should talk a little bit first about how to work with kids because even if you know how to use your camera mm-hmm. and or your phone, you might not be maximizing your child's mood or your child's you know temperament. Oh, so yes, I actually the biggest ta- the biggest thing that is so easy to implement is actually take photos in the morning. Okay, uh, kids have had either most unless they're sick or just, you know, have some insomnia going on. They, they're in a good mood in the morning, yeah. unless they're running off to school and wanting four jackets yes. like a child. So wait, so you don't think that it's a good idea that before, while the bus is outside and you're like, oh my gosh, she looks so sweet today. So that's not a good time to say, stand no. there and take a picture for no. mommy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to get, I mean, my child has a camera in front of her face 24-7, so she gets more annoyed than most. Um, but I will say, you know, I always schedule my shoots in the morning. If they're very, ba- if they're little, you know, and they have one of those naps around 9.30, 10.30 is actually a really good time. They're waking up, they're smiliest, they're happiest. Mm-hmm. Newborn's a similar time because mum's actually awake, you know, maybe she can like focus the camera a little bit. Um, and, le- and then once the babies or children stop napping mm-hmm. and get to kind of an elementary school age, your time, you can probably get away with it during, you know, afternoon if okay. you want to. Um, this 
does not coincide with any photography type of, <laughs> you know, lighting advice. You know, you want to get that golden hour right after sunset or the golden hour right before sun, sun after sunrise. Um, no. It's not really possible. <laughs> it's not possible. Your kid might be in a good mood in the morning right after around sunrise. Um, but you are going to be tired and cranky. And then in the evening, the kids are going to be asleep. <laughs> so you kind of have to work around it. And there's ways and means of doing that, mm -hmm. especially in the home. You're not dealing with direct sunlight. Um, but I found the time of day is actually very key. A lot of photography for me is actually psychology and figuring out your kids. So time of day is best. Fully fed, well-rested, ideal. And then you can sort of play around with it. As the kids get older, mm -hmm. I would say after three, you can use bribery. If you really need to take the picture, okay, you can bribe. I think it's, you know, we get bribed, we get paid for a living. You know, bribery is working great for my three-year-old right now. <laughs> do you want a lollipop or a, uh, you know what, you want to go to the store? Bribery works. And also, have fun. at the end of the day, have fun doing it. If you're grimacing, yeah. going, smile. No kid is going to smile. If you're trying to act like a monkey and do ooh, ooh, ah, ah, you know, or like putting something on your top of your head, they're going to laugh if yes. that's what you want. If you want pictures of your kids happy, most people do, fine. Sometimes your kid is going to be in a grump. And like, I think the only photos of me as a child is when I'm pulling faces, when I'm grumpy because my mum thought it was funny. Those <laughs> are fine too, uh, you know, but no sort of like your kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, your kid is going to have a little bit of a children, your twins, both of them. Yeah. You're going to have to time that, you know. Oh, good times. The Jane, time but it's funny because you've done that to me, by the way. I don't know if you realize that, but you do monkey sounds when you're taking pictures of me. So, well. like, I remember when we were taking pictures <laughs> with the book, right? So, like, everybody's there. And I, it's, I don't know if it's you just get used to taking pictures of kids. But what was funny, it was actually funnier because I'm like, oh my God, what's happening right now? But you took, but it, you captured, honestly, I will tell you, there's the picture of me, John, and the kids, like we're sitting on a bench on like Kenmare Street or whatever. Yeah, and we're just laughing. It's one of my all time favorite family photos. <laughs> and it was not like a stage photo, like, oh, I'm looking great. It was literally that the four of us and you, so the five of us were being like total jerks. <laughs> and we were having so much fun. And I look back on it because, you know, a stage photo is a stage photo, right? Everybody smiles. But what you captured was you captured, like, I could look at that and I could remember how happy I was at that moment. Right. And that's what parents have to realize, too. Like, I, I get it. I get it's cute that you want to have a picture that's very staged. But when you look back in time, yes, that will capture their features better but it right. won't capture their personality and their emotion. So right. like you, you don't even realize how important that tip that you just gave was. And I like to you, I know it's common sense because you're like, Hey, I'm a photographer. This is what I do. But for parents, <laughs> parents don't realize it. They want their kids to sit there and be good. That's a great way to capture features, but it yeah. is not a great way to capture the emotion. So yeah. Yeah. So time of day is important. You say 1030, right? Like 1030 Around is 1030. ideal. Yes, I think and I've always had, good. Yeah, always good, and also you know have fun yourself is the key. Mm -hmm. Of you know if you're in a good mood or you're putting depends. You have to also know your child, especially with twins. 
one child you could have you know sensory needs that doesn't really like loud music and then mm -hmm. the other child really comes into their own with loud music you have to really read you know your you know your children best at the end of the day and so what i find if you're really wanting to capture if they're sort of polar opposite personalities mm -hmm. and you you really want to capture their personalities it's okay to do individual photos yeah i'm a twin and i have probably 10% of the photos are by myself. Usually it's me shoved next to my sister or, you know, me doing something silly. And very, only because my oldest sister uh, got into photography when she was 12 and that's why we started having pictures. The rest of them, I don't even know if we have any. Um, we have an x-ray of my mum's belly when she was pregnant with us, but that's a whole different story. I think that explains a lot, but oh well. <laughs> it was the 70s. And you could, see, you could see the martini glass in the x-ray as well that she was holding oh, no, during it. And the Just cigarette. Kidding. It was That Just was it. But um, I feel like the, the one thing is if, you know, you're, you're really wanting to take a photo, you know, like capture maybe your kids when they're seven months or something, and um, you really can focus on the individual. You know, I do. We are individuals, too, as twins. They, that's it. At the end of the day, we have different personalities. If you're struggling to try and capture both, just just give yourself a little bit of a break. You know, yeah. I'm going to get Johnny today or, I'm, you know, I'm going to yes. ask. Like, that's okay. And then when they're both in a similar space, then you can get them together. I just say have fun with it and figuring out what you want to do. Do yeah. you want to capture the stage pictures or do you want to capture life as you remember it? Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I do think that I tell all of my moms, twin moms, non, you know, singleton moms, is just actually give yourself a break. You know, you might not be there with a camera to take the first step, but you know what? Three or four days later, you yeah. will be. Yes. You're not going to remember it, or you, you probably won't remember that it wasn't the first step, but the actions of a, of a moment in time of a development of your child is more important than I need to take a picture of my child when they're 12 months yeah. old. Yeah. So, you know, when they're sitting up, when they're not, I do have another twin advice thing is if you have one child that's sitting up and one child isn't, can you wait for the both to be at the similar stage in development? Mm -hmm. Because twins get compared all the time. Yeah. And to reflect back on photos where one was, you know, you're going to be competitive as a twin. Yes. And so try and make sure that you're going to capture them at a similar stage, unless mm -hmm. they're totally far off, um, you know, like six months behind and yeah. you have some low motor tone issues. But, you know, a cute photo of both of them on their bellies is fine. Yes. So I think to, to photograph, um them together sort of doing a similar thing is actually quite nice oh I, think, I love that idea I think I'm a little bit bitter I think my sister was always ahead of me so I have maybe I have my own twin issues going on well but. that'll be a separate <laughs> podcast Jane where we where we're like Jane let's open up about the issues that you have of being a twin um what's your it's funny because when we when we had the kids first birthday uh I remember that Anna still wasn't sitting up at one year so she had a lot of uh, motor issues. Well, she yeah. had trunk issues. And so I remember wanting to take a picture so bad. And what I did was I leaned her against him. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. I had them back to back. So yeah. she was actually leaning on him. But it's funny because when I look at that picture, I don't look at them as one-year-olds. I think I was making her lean on him. 
Like that's right. my memory of that. Right. So it's it's just so funny because he was supermaning. I mean, he was doing everything right on track. She never met any physical milestones for a while. So uh, yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, no. But I didn't want anybody else to know that she wasn't sitting up. So I was like, I have an idea. We're gonna yeah. prop her up. So that's what we did. So now. And I- and I think because because Anna and Johnny are different genders and sort of like very difficult, different physically, it might not necessarily be as a big issue. But mm-hmm. when I mean, I'm an identical twin. So you always get compared extremely, you know, constantly. So I do like the milestones to be as if they are going to be doing the milestones, which, again, means waiting, you know, a month and not, you know, yeah. uh, just to do that. And um similar thing they don't have to be doing something this at the same time Mm -hmm. for example when you try and take pictures of your your newborns when they're trying to be both awake Mm -hmm. they're not going to be both awake actually my favorite photographs of twins is where one is awake and one is asleep because that is your life yes and so kind of waiting for them both to fall asleep or both to wait you know just take the photo it's fine it's just sort of like capturing your life at that time Okay. All um, right. Now I, we got to go on to other tips because there's okay. so much that I want to say, like truthfully, because okay. I think that people get very overwhelmed with this whole thing. So now I'm going to reiterate what we said so far, just so we could actually like pick out the tips. So the number one is the time. The yeah. second thing is ex- acceptance that they don't have to be both of them in the same picture. Right. Then the next thing is going to be not only the time for light, like you were saying that that's a good time for light of day, but good time of day that they're not hangry. I love that word, by the way. Finally, there's a word that describes that emotion. So they're not (laughs) hangry and you're not in a rush. And that also don't just capture the, you know, the poses we want to capture the life. So now we got those. Now, look, we're going to there's a lot more that I actually more tips that I want to talk. Let's talk about. Our phones. Okay. When we open up our phone setting on our actual telephone, like, so when we open up our camera, there's a lot of choices, right? So you have the, uh, the live photos, you could save it as a high def. You could save it as a low def. You have the flash setting for auto or off. Like what are the, the, the forget about all the freaking filters of vivid warm and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Tell us the basics. So now I want to capture this and I, or maybe I just want to have my phone at the right setting so that if I want to capture something quickly, it's done. What's the ideal setting for capture for my best case scenario? So for example, if you live, uh, you know, if you're doing outside shoots, you don't need the flash. I don't love HDR. I feel like it's very, it creates a lot of contrast within the photos. So when you print it, it's going to be, you know, um, it's just not necessarily going to have the best quality printing. What, is HDR I mean, st- what does that mean? High definition, I think. I mean, don't ask me. I never use it because I, I see it in a lot of landscapes to really okay. bring out the colors and everything. Um, and then the live, I actually, I don't mind it. Um, I prefer to actually take it without off. But um, every now and again, it's because what happens is then when it saves a key photo and then you can go in and edit the key photo. Um, I don't mind it. Sometimes it adds a little energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do actually like taking videos of my daughter. She's nearly four in March. Um, and I, and that's a whole separate subject is video. I do think you should video your child. Um, I never really used video before I had a child, but I really like it. You can, I, but I wouldn't use the live photo for it. Okay. Um, I do think that 
this is my personal opinion. I think all of the um, the the filters and everything can hide a shot, right? They can like make or break a shot. I think some dark, high contrast pictures look amazing in black and white. Mm -hmm. The reason why I don't like the filters is when you go to print them, they're not as good quality. Plus they don't necessarily, I like the bright, fresh looking images. I also don't like basically classic images of, you know, the colors that are in the, in your life. What I don't love is um something that dates yes these filters are going to be oh mum and dad were so 2019 with instagram filters on everything if you look back on like some of the the, the timeless photos in history are black and white and color i love black and white um and they can really make or break a photo especially if you're in like your grandmother's house and she's got like one window and all the furniture's ugly it can actually hide um some really Yes. But it gives some depth to the photo. But I, I definitely think that I, I definitely steer clear of the filters. Okay. I do like some of the setting, the tools that you can play around with in terms of even on the basic photo um, app that is mm -hmm. on your phone. So like what? Because there's there's so many different apps, but then there is a lot that's in your basic setting. Yes. So, so like, what am I playing around with? Like right now, oh, could I, could I just freaking say my pet peeve of, of phone photography? Yeah. I'm just going to say this right now. Like, listen, everybody, <clears throat> I want to clear my throat. Everybody pay attention, pay attention. Wipe your freaking lens. Yes. No, that's the number one. Holy is... smoke, Jane. Holy smoke. It makes me enraged when like, I, I get a lot of tourists who asked me to take their picture, right? So I live in a very touristy area here in New York City. And I would say at least three times a week, at minimum, somebody says, could you take a picture? So on my block, if and Jane knows because yeah. we've done pictures here, if you look straight down my street, you could see the Empire State Building in the distance. So everybody's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take a picture here in Little Italy and we're going to take a picture of the Empire State Building. And I'm like, okay, we could totally do that, Janet. But first, so I hold up their camera and it's so freaking Dirty. foggy. Yeah. So then I take their phone, I unzip my jacket now because it's winter, I take my shirt and I clean their filter. It dri I mean, I clean their screen or their little lens or whatever the hell that thing is called. It drives me crazy. So my first thing, forget yeah. the filters. You know what? When you look at your phone, it's not a filter, it's dirt. That's the yeah. first, fil the God's filter is what it is. It's the and oil I will say your with hands. Children, with children, and they're probably picking up your phone, which is okay. They have sticky little hands and they will get it all over. So it's not something that, you know, you're going to have to clean it once a month. It's probably a daily. Oh, or multiple know, times a day multiple if you're taking multiple pictures. Um, and so I, it's, and the same thing with actual cameras. Like I've, people come up to me in the restaurant that they know I'm a photographer and they're like, can you fix my settings? I'm like, I'm trying to eat. But anyway, okay, sure. Yes. And I literally take, cause I probably have a hundred lens wipes in my bag, wipe it. And I'm like, it's fixed. So a lot of, it's a very basic, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause it is something just take a look yeah. at your lens. And clean it because that is actually going to impact the amount of light that is coming into your camera. Yes. Okay. So now we got that. We cleaned our lens. Now, what's the, what are some of the filters that I need to, or not some of the filters, uh -huh. what are some of the settings? 
And where uh, do I go? Do I go into settings or do I go into like right now I'm using an iPhone. So if okay. I'm using an iPhone, I go, I click on the little camera jammy and then where it, is the settings in here or are they in settings? So, um, it, oh, so in settings in terms of not, okay, in not editing. All right. So yeah, most of them are pretty similar. You, I mean, easy. You can just click on the flash, turn it off at the okay. top top left hdr turn it off sometimes everything always kind of sets to auto live yeah. click off okay. and then you can do a timer which is actually not bad to do selfies um or like you know to try and get in the picture which is another point mm, is for mums yes. to try and get into the picture moms sorry i'm english that's okay um, we still love and you. so and then you know if you have a, a a later model iphone you have the the photo and then you have the portrait options um, then both of those are really pretty decent. Uh, I've bought cameras that are like the smaller cameras and they are actually the iPhoto, uh, the iPhone camera is actually great. The, I will say if you're listening in and you have a, a camera that has the portrait setting on your phone, I will say that you have, uh, the portrait mode is great. Okay. However, I will say it also needs light because that whole lens is uh, a small lens just to try and create that blur. Yeah. I mean, it's a wide open lens, but you definitely need to, I would say it works fantastic outside. Great shots. You can get that blur, which mm -hmm. means, you know, in the background that you see, it looks very professional inside. It's very difficult. Okay. Inside, you definitely, and especially if you're in an apartment or you're in a Tudor house yeah. where there's hardly any light, you're going close to a window is always the best option. Okay. And, you know, I say the best things that, you know, um, every lighting situation is different. So if you have a newborn, plonk her on the floor, she's asleep, walk around her 360. Mm -hmm. and take pictures of yes. where the light is falling. Yes. It's very simple. It gives you something to do. Not that when they're newborns, you don't have anything to do. <laughs> but if you're worried about like taking pictures, <sighs> it's a really good way of knowing the light, how it falls in your room. Um, usually nurseries are quite good to take pictures in because they have, you know, usually light walls, yes. you know, the, the light whiteness of, you know, like the white crib, unless yes. it's dark then. Yes. But, you also then have blackout blinds. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. So we're gonna we're looking for like natural more the most oh, natural light possible. Yeah. So no matter where it is, and preferably a light background behind us. Okay, now you said before that there are apps. So yeah. what apps? Because I have my favorite apps. And are yeah. we going to take photos through the app? Or no. are we gonna we're gonna edit with the app? So now what yeah, are so your favorite are editing apps? apps? So you can get you know, you hear about photographers, they edit on Photoshop. There is a, a Photoshop Express yes. app. It's actually a really simple yes. uh, one to use. However, you, you know, you log in with your uh, Facebook or Google account mm -hmm. and you can just play around with it then. I like that one. It's quite simple. It's called, it's actually, if you're, li if you're looking and you don't see it, it's just PS Express. So Photoshop yeah. Express. My yeah. favorite is the summer setting. So summer it or spring it. No, it's the spring yeah. that I like. The spring setting is one of my favorites. So that's definitely a good one. Yeah. And then you also said oh, so something. Exactly you approve of that one. <laughs> I, no, I do. I actually, it's not my favorite one. So I yeah. have it on my phone, but it's saved in like a folder. But I do have a main one 
that I use. But and so I will tell you in a second. So the next one you like is Snapseed, right? I like Google Snapseed. And some of this stuff is just because I've used them so long. And, you know, I what works for me, it's not the maybe the latest and greatest, but I found it very simple to use. You have to play around with it. Um, you can go in there really easily. And if you wanted to do a quick pop, pop or make it smooth, mm-hmm. you can click on that. Uh, I like to just actually go into tools and there are millions of tools like details, white balance. You can crop it. You yeah. can heal it. Uh, I like to just actually simply go in and tune the image and you can actually change the brightness of it, the contrast, the saturation. Oh, that's cool. Uh, ambience, highlights. Everything is pretty simple. And I mean, I'm not the best at apps and, you know, figuring them out. That's not, I am great with a camera, but not necessarily, you know, anything else. Um, (laughs) Well, my, the one that I really like that I found to be the simplest, it's an app called A Color Story. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it. I haven't downloaded it. So, so. I, I was strictly a PS Express girl previous. And then, um, so lighting is always one of my biggest problems. Yeah. I do not have a lot of light. And so typically I have to uh, put it into an app and I have to raise the exposure or raise the brightness. But if you raise the brightness, then it gets into vibrance, blah, blah, blah. So I found that a color story has a particular setting. And the setting is called, I think it's called Curve. So let me, I'm just checking it. Yeah, it's called Curve. And so it gives you this opportunity to raise the brightness, the vibrance, and everything at the same time using like this little curve. So that would be mine. That's one of my favorites. Then my other favorite app, if you want to do something that's just like a little out of the ordinary and you just want to, I don't know, you feel like playing around with something, there's a great app called Foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E. And that is like ultimate brightness, ultimate vibrance at the same time. So you could go and play with those. Those are the two that live on my homepage. So like if I open my phone, those are the two that live there. I have, I'm like app queen of the world. I also have Headspace, the Hamilton app. I have a Snapchat, the Las Vegas slots. Jane, I could go on for days about apps. But those are the two that I think are probably the most user-friendly. Because while Jane may know how to adjust the brightness, and she has an eye that's not a typical eye, right? Because every not everybody could be a photographer. There is a training to it. There is, you know, th- there's a, an entire education around it that we're not going to typically have as a, as a regular parent. So I find that these apps... Give me a glimpse into Jane's little pupils and allow me to make those changes. So now those are some of the apps that you could use. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about, which is very important, which is another thing. So, you know, my one pet peeve is not wiping your lens. My (laughs) second pet peeve is not backing up. Oh, yes. So So, you were saying Dropbox, right? So I have, I recommend anybody listening, checking the, and I don't know Android. It's probably a similar thing. I would go into your settings, look at photos, and see whether the lovely people at uh, Apple have automatically done something in your phone saying optimize iPhone storage. What this does is it, it basically... If your phone is low on space, the higher resolution photos will actually automatically be replaced with smaller sized device versions, which means you can't really print them. Um, they won't be as good quality. 
Um, and also you can't actually get them off your phone yes. very quickly. Yes. So the full resolutions can be downloaded from iCloud at any time. And I'm telling you four or five years ago, that was great because you could go into your iCloud account and you could download them. Mm -hmm. So they also, the other, and now you have to download it by memory and yes. we take so many pictures. It is just, um, a it's headache. Crazy. Yes. It so is. I recommend if you are close to maxing out your storage and you're also close to upgrading your phone, upgrade your phone to get more storage that saves you about three weeks of time. Yeah. If not, you have to do a process through Dropbox. I yes. love Dropbox. It syncs automatically with your phone. Every time you take a photo, I think it's not, I thought it used to be on Wi-Fi, but now it seems to be doing it anywhere through okay. cellular data. Well, that, that's it's a so setting that you could tell it to do that, but you gotta be, you gotta watch out for that, but make sure that it's being done. Jane, why don't you like Google photos? Like why wouldn't you update it to Google photos? I have both. I, I'm a, I am a backup queen i have backups and backups and backups of everything i do i just like google i like uh dropbox because it saves it as a file and it's very organized it's in one folder saying camera uploads i can download them at any time and i can print with them i have i, I feel like the the file management of it is more manageable okay and i recommend it because i've been using it for probably since it started definitely at least eight years now um and i i use that to um save some of my images i was external hard drives I've okay cloud backups i also think i mean google i think google photos are fine i have just found that it's easier to pull from yes. google dropbox than it is. it is anywhere else and so that is you know we're all busy I just yeah. think the simpler the solution Absolutely. at the end of the day. And Google Photos is fine. I, I don't know why. I feel like, are they using them somewhere? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it says they're not, but um, I like Dropbox. Uh, it's And also what you can do is on Dropbox, I love it because you can pay an additional $3 a month. Yes. If you to recover any deleted files, Ooh. so if you go in there, yes. So if you go in there and you're like, okay, I'm maxing out. It's twenty bucks a month for me. So was, I think probably a regular consumer is about ten dollars a month. Mm -hmm. um, but you add in the recover any deleted files. So if yeah. I know my my Dropbox is getting close to being full, I just delete the folder and then yeah. know down the road if I need to get photos from 2015. Yeah. I just reinstall them. Oh my gosh, so, Jane, that's genius. Okay, that's really good to know. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I definitely recommend Dropbox, and I definitely remember recommend backing it up. And one of the reasons why I, I don't recommend just keeping it to iCloud is iCloud is a mirror of your phone. Yes. It is not saving every single photo that you ever take on your phone. Yes. Dropbox is. It's saving it. It's uploaded. Even if I mean, it's uploaded before I want to delete it, which yes. is really annoying. Yes, then it is. It, then oh I my have god, to go that makes me crazy. It. Yes, and then I have to go delete it in twelve places. <laughs> so yeah. now we have our photos backed up. I just yeah. want to remind people too that I I got into a habit a little early on, which I thought was something. It's one of those. Uh, Julie always calls them like my Nat's life hacks. That at the end of every year, as yeah. a gift that I would give to my in laws and to the rest of the family members, is I would take pictures from that year and I would make a photo book yeah. 
Yeah. And so what you could make it, there's so many places right now. Holy moly. I use Snapfish. You could use Minted. You could use Holy Photo Barn. I mean, there's there's a billion places to do it. I don't care where. You could do it at Walgreens. So make a photo book once a year. And while you're like, oh, you know, I have a million photos. How many do you actually have printed? Right. Yeah. And then the other thing that I recommend is there's this great company called Mixed Tiles. I don't yeah, know if you've ever heard. I have th that's like what all my walls are covered with right now. So mixed tiles allow you to upload some Instagram photos or you could add regular photos whatever, but it creates these little like styrofoam tiles that are removable. So they're lightweight, they're easy to move around. They are not cheap. That bothers me a little bit, but I guess you get what you pay for because they really are good quality. So just do something with them. Another thing that I always did was I personally took and Jane, I have a few of your pictures like this too by the way I would take my favorite picture of the year and I would create a holiday ornament out of it yeah, that's and a great so idea. then on my Christmas tree, not only do I have like family heirlooms of my, you know, my great grandmother's candle that she had on her Christmas tree, but I could look at the evolution of my own personal family throughout the year. So I have 14 ornaments and it's usually the picture that I use on a holiday card. So if I am going to make a holiday card, I take that same exact photo and then I am going to uh, put it on. And it's they're not expensive. And especially if you go like at Black Friday right before the holidays, you could literally get a holiday ornament for like four dollars yeah. with your family's picture on. And then you buy it for your mother-in-law. You buy it for your mom. You buy it for your great grandma. You buy it for whoever you think would want this family picture. It's something that you could do. And then you know what? It goes away. You take it out next year and you have kind of this, uh, you have like the, this chronological, you know, portraits of you and your family. And then one more thing that I recommend that people do is that if you do do a holiday shoot, like with Jane or whoever your local photographer is, when you put it in the frame, like let's say you keep it in a frame in your house. When you go to put it in a frame, do not get rid of the old picture. Just put it in front Behind of it. last year's picture and save all of the pictures in that frame. So you could do this with school pictures. You could do this with whatever. But whatever you do print, if you're going to have a frame with, you know, your baby A and a frame with a baby B, don't put those pictures someplace. Just put it right behind it. Because then yeah. when you go the next year, you get to look at all these pictures. So I guess really the moral of that story is print your pictures. Print yep. something. Have something on paper. So Jane, I, will, I will say definitely print your pictures. Um, and I will for the... I only had a singleton and I'm a photographer, so mine is really bad because I kept feeling the pressure to do something with it. So I will say around three when the, the actual physical intensiveness of parenting, you have a little bit more time. Yes. So I wouldn't say you have to do it right away. No, not no, at all. No, don't you have to do it right away? Just take the photo and kind of worry about it later because you yes. will have time and then you can also reminisce while you're doing it. I do like the yearly, um, you know, if you ha even have, don't have time to do um, a, an album, what I found really great for my family is to do a calendar. Yes. Then, you know, so the oh, calendar is actually... Yes. Yeah, except if you're like me and you order, you went in and edited on a um, Vista print and or edited last year's and didn't change the date. No, had, Jane. I, say, I know, I know. I was. I have a do you pop. do you match the picture so with the month? Uh, yeah, 
Okay, uh, of course. I did the same thing. I ordered, I only ordered three this year. I felt bad about it, but I needed like a quick gift. And so I made those and I was like, okay, what picture am I going to put for July? Let me go back. See, but I do use Google Photos. I know you don't love it. But I know. I, I don't I mind did. it. I like I found it so much easier. And you know, the other thing that I want to say too, is that, you know how Jane was just saying that you shouldn't feel pressure to do anything. The great part about digital photography is it freaking timestamps it for you. So yeah. if you want to be like, oh my gosh, I can't remember when he took his first step. No stress there, mama. Right. You can Unless just you go. How, yeah. Especially on your phone. But if yeah. you have the camera settings that you've set to 1922, then that's a nah, bit Probably not. Not. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Well, Jane, I love these little tips that you've given our families. It's a lot to think about. But it sounds like we gave you a lot of information. But I'm telling you right now that just do it. Just do it and don't stop doing it. Wipe your lens. That's the only thing I want you to do. Wipe your lens and snap away. You could always delete photos later. Please, and get in those freaking pictures. God yes, bless yes, selfies. God bless the freaking selfie. Get a selfie stick. I don't care. Get in the picture. I have literally, I have no, I have one picture of me pregnant and maybe five of me with the twins when they were little because I did not have at the time, you know, the ability to take a selfie. Now I feel like I have so many more pictures of my mm -hmm. twins when they're older because I now have a phone and it's so easy and be like, get behind me. Take a picture. Share with me. Yeah. And also to ask, I said, you know, to my husband, I said, you know, for this year's Christmas present, I just, oh, like this year's New Year's resolution is I want to be in the picture. And he then has started to take pictures. If you, I mean, he might go, no, I'm just kidding. He's actually a very good <laughs> photographer. But I, I think even if you do the ask of like, yes. I just, while I'm taking, you know, can you, and then don't be afraid to ask, hey, can you take a picture? Because I've literally taken about 3,000 pictures of you this year and I feel like I'm not in it. That's yes. one thing I will say is, please try and be in it. And you will think that you don't look great. Yeah. But trust me, 10 years from now, you're going to think you look great. You'll be like, oh, my God, look and at my face. Child, it was perfect. But your child doesn't look at you like that. Your child yes. looks at you like you are the, the best thing since sliced bread. Yes. Uh, maybe not all the time. But, you know, at the end of the day, these are pictures for her or mm -hmm. him or both mm -hmm. of them yes. uh, to actually remember you by yes not being morbid but to remember their childhood and you are a big part of the childhood absolutely yeah. absolutely well i want to just direct everybody guys jane i can't thank you enough but i'm going to tell you that it doesn't end here like every single podcast i always say it doesn't end here because i mean it if you go to janegoodrich.com that's j-a-n-e G-O-O-D-R-I-C-H.com. You will be, first of all, you'll be totally obsessed with just the brightness and airy, and I find her whole website so calming. But the amount of photo tips that she gives right now on the main page, there's what to wear for a summer family photo shoot. There's five tips for choosing a fantastic family photographer. Jane is like the photographer's photographer. So she's not saying, you only come to me. She's saying, listen to me, no matter where you are in the country, you need to find somebody who's good. So if you are lucky enough to live in the New York City area like me and have Jane at your fingertips, all of her information, her contact information is there. She has a really beautiful Instagram page. Her Facebook page is very active as well. So go check out Jane. And if you have any questions, you could go to her website, janegoodrich.com, and you could press contact and find her there. Or, of course, you could always email us at community at twiniversity.com, and I will get Jane all the information. Jane, thank you. Really, really. I really do mean it. Like, everybody needs help. 
yourself. And even if this podcast just served as a gentle reminder that people need to get in the picture, I hope yeah. that that was their takeaway. So, Jane, thank you so much. Thank you, Natalie. And for it the rest of our... Oh, oh, yes, Jane, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get nervous. I feel like once I hit the 42-minute mark, I feel like everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, I have to get the clothes out of the dryer. So <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. And don't forget where to find us, too, at Twiniversity.com on oral socials. If you are currently expecting, don't forget to pick up my book, What to Do When You're Having To, and check us out uh, in your local area or online for a fantastic Twiniversity class, which is just Twiniversity.com com slash classes. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of our Twiniversity podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll hear a lot of me. I love you guys. Have the best day ever and make it count. See you later, alligators. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.